0: of Jimmy Allison.
1: And by the name of Quackenbush, charters an airplane from Kansas City to Boston. Jimmy Allen is the pilot and lands the ship at Cleveland to refuel. Mechanics discover the passenger dead. Government investigators enter the case and show that Quackenbush was murdered by a shot fired from a large caliber gun. Jimmy is under suspicion and Pete Robertson comes to help him. Among the dead man's effects is found a slip of paper with a name and a Boston address on it. Steve guarantees Jimmy's presence at the inquest, and the youngster is released to the veteran. The two boys climb in their ship and fly to Boston, believing that the man whose name was found in Quackenbush's possession can throw some light on the mystery. We find them now walking down a street near the waterfront. It is early in the evening.
2: Hey, Steve, this is a pretty bad part of town we're in. Right down near the harbor. You can tell that with your eyes closed. Smell that salt air? Yeah, and and fish. (laughs) I can't say that I care for it. But I suppose the people who live down here are used to it. Look at that funny old place across the street. It's crooked Anchor. Yeah. Must be a sailor's lodging house. Looks like a couple of old sea dogs standing out in front now. And look there, over the top of that building. You can see the mass of a sailing ship. Yeah. We're down on the waterfront, sure enough. What was that address? Oh, like Atlantic Street. Oh, yeah. And if that top here is is right, this next street should be Atlantic. I don't get this at all. Why should some friends of Quackenbush be living down here on the waterfront? Maybe Quackenbush was in the shipping business. Well, he you know, have had something to do with it. Jim, we've got to find this man and get him to tell us all he knows about Quackenbush. I know that. I don't think you realize it, what a serious fix you're in. Pete, no one actually believes that I had anything to do with that. They couldn't. Now, don't be too sure, Jim. The circumstances are against you. I'll admit your good reputation and past record is going to be a tremendous help. If it wasn't for that he would be behind the bars right now. But how could anyone possibly think that I'd do such a thing? Why, Speed, I never saw the man before. Circumstantial evidence, my boy. He's convicted more than one man. Now listen, kid. This is plenty serious. you get me? Plenty serious. We've got to find out why that man was murdered and who did it. You really think he was murdered? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. This government man, Haley, knows his business. If there was any doubt in his mind, I'd have known. Someone killed Quackenbush. Well, if you think so, I guess I'll have to believe it. But how is it done? Yeah, that's what we've got to find out. The only clue that we've been able to find, which might throw any light at all on the case, is this little paper. This man's name and address. Say, wait a minute. Uh, what does that street sign say? Oh, Atlantic street. Yeah, this is the place. The number should be down this way. Yeah, that's right. Oh, boy, look at those houses. They look like they're about to fall to pieces. Yeah, this is a pretty tough part of the town, Kim. You want to watch our step. Must be one of these places along in here. Uh-huh. They look like rooming houses. I wonder if this is what me to Maybe he runs a rooming house. Uh-oh. Here's the house. See that number? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't like the looks of it, either. Bernie do not looking close, all right. Well, let's go. Watch your step now. These stairs look like a false piece of the news. Okay. I don't see a doorbell anywhere. No? no, no. Well, i see, see what happens. See what happens. See what happens. See what happens. Doesn't look like anyone moves here. Oh, uh, how do you do? Well,
3: what
2: may you be wanting? Do you, uh, are you the landlady here? fact, I am.
3: Say, you'll
2: you want a room. No, no, thank you. We're looking for, uh, well, we came to call on someone. Someone who lives here.
3: Oh, you're looking for someone, is it? Are you the law?
2: Oh, no. No, no, we're not officers. Uh, we came to see Mr. Whitcomb. Mr. Ezra Whitcomb. Yes, he lives here, doesn't
3: he? It's Mr. Whitcomb you're looking for, is it? What do you want with him?
2: We want to have a talk with him.
3: You're lying to me. You're the law. I can tell it. I can smell it on my off.
2: Oh, I beg your pardon. Here, let me introduce ourselves. My name is Robertson, and this gentleman here is Jimmy Allen. How do you do?
3: And what are you telling me that for? I never seen or heard of you before.
2: Well, that's not strange. You see, we... Are
3: you sailormen calling here to look for troubles.
2: Oh, no, no. You see, we're pilots, uh, aviators.
3: Oh, it's liars, you be. Oh, <laughs> glory be I've seen them machines many times, but it's never before have I looked at a man who drove one. Uh, now, tell me, Levi, what do you wanted wanting with Esri Woodcombe? Well, you see, Miss, uh... Mrs. O'Shaughnessy, if you please, what runs the cleanest room and house on the water. Oh, yes,
2: yes, of course, Mrs. O'Shaughnessy. We quite agree with you. Now, if you will tell Mr. Woodcombe we are here, we'll appreciate it very much.
3: Hmm, I should be telling the old dog a brace of high flyers has come to call. <laughs> oh, he'd jump out of his old sea boots, he would. Uh, and is the lad a flyer, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jimmy, you I mean? Oh, yes. He's a great pilot. Ah, such a young'un to be caught in death. Now hear me bye. Listen to the word of a good old Irish lady and go back to mm. your flying machine. It's no place for the likes of two fine-looking gentlemen. But well, We have to see Mr. Whitcomb. It's very important.
2: It really is, Mrs. O'Shaughnessy. We've just got to see it.
3: Oh, it's got to, you have. Well, he ain't here. He's not in? It's gone, he has. When do you expect him to return? It's gone he has for good. He won't be back.
2: You mean, he doesn't live here anymore? It's
3: pay his bill he did and pick up his sea bag and leave.
2: Oh, gee, Steve, that's a tough break.
3: And what is it you want with the old sea dog? It's something we can't explain. But are you absolutely sure he won't be back? Oh, bless the saints, didn't he tell me? It's not that two hours ago he packs his sea bag and leaves in a great hurry. And sorry I am to lose such a fine old man. He paid me promptly and caused me no trouble. I wish all of the sailormen were like him.
2: Do you have any idea where he went?
3: Not a bit too, I... They come and go, these men from the sea.
2: How long have he been with you?
3: It's a lot of questions you're asking, Mr. Robertson.
2: We've got to find Ezra Whitcomb. And anything that you can tell us about him, we will greatly appreciate.
3: Well, what's the old fellow done?
2: Nothing that we know of, but he can give us some information about another man.
3: And well, it's no help I can give him, he by... He lived at me house about a month, and today he leaves without saying I, yes or no.
2: Was he an old gentleman?
3: That he was. Too old to be following the sea.
2: But he was a sailor, wasn't
3: he? He was, that. A man that had been with the sea his whole life, if I'm any judge. Well, uh, what did he look like? Mm-hmm. About your size, me lad, but stooped in the soft shoulders without the fine carriage you have.
2: Can you uh, tell us anything else about him?
3: Well, I shouldn't be talking about me lodgers, but uh, I like the looks of you, and I think you may no harm.
2: Oh, we can assure you of that.
3: Well, his face was, oh, as brown as me and mahogany parlor table, and filled with wrinkles, made from the sun and the wind, and a great shock of white hair he carried on his head. Do you have any idea what
2: his business was?
3: Bless you, the old dog had no business. For hours he sat and smoked his pipe. Looking off out the windows, if he was sitting on the deck of a boat and gazing out at the waves in the sky.
2: He must have been a nice old fellow. He
3: was, that. And then some days he'd go down to the wharf and look at the old sailing ships and maybe once in a while meet an old crony and slip a glass of beer at the broken anchor. How vile place it is, if you ask me. Did he ever have any visitors? Not the one. And only once did he write a letter. I know it well because it was pen and ink I had to fetch for him. He spent all day at it. Bless me, when I went to get me groceries, I dropped it in the post for him.
2: A letter, eh? You don't remember who the letter was addressed to, do you?
3: Well, I, I'm not one to poke me nose in a man's business, but he came right out and wants to know if a three-cent staff would take the letter way to the Pacific Ocean. He did?
2: Was it mailed to Los
3: Angeles? What? how did you know that?
2: Do you remember the name on the envelope?
3: I do that. A queer one it was. Now, if I can only think. A queer name for sure. A... Quacken Branch or a... Quackenbush. Was that it? Was it Quackenbush? Bless the Saints, if that isn't the name he wrote. Well, Speed, that's something, all right. Well, Mrs. O'Shaughnessy. No fancy. See... No, what's coming here? Ah, uh, no, Paddy is another one of them sunken sailors.
2: Apparently he's been in the broken anchor for a while. Well, it looks like you have another caller.
3: Aye, and I don't like the look.
0: Ahoy oh, there, me
3: fine lady. Slow me down if I ain't hit the right way. Well, what is it you're wanted, sailor man? It's a man I'm looking for.
0: that that blasted old bag of bones and a fluff of white hair like a spot in a good sea. Where is the old hard shell?
3: You got the wrong place. I run a respectable rooming house. I know what you're running, you old hag.
0: I made soundings in this bay before. Where is it in this bay before? Where is it?
3: Mind your tongue and tell me what you want.
0: I am looking for Ezra Whitcomb. Don't tell me he ain't putting up at your place. You're looking
2: for Ezra Whitcomb?
1: I'm not asking
0: you, you lover. I'm talking to this here cross-grain coal bar. Well, wait. where is he? Oh wait a
3: minute, wait a minute. You're talking to a lady, not a bunch of drunken sailors. <laughs>
0: Blow me down, listen
3: to him. Pipe <laughs> down. Listen to him. Pipe <laughs> down, you black baboon, and be on your way. Ezra Whitcomb ain't here, and if he was, he'd have no toxic to like for you. He'd have no toxic to like for you. He'd have no toxic to like for you. He'd have no cups to the light you. Who is there? I'm going to see him. The old fellow's gone. In fact, his sea bag had set sail not two hours ago. So cast off your eyes. I don't like your look.
2: Oh, uh, just a minute here. It happens that my friend and I are also looking for Ezra Whitcomb. Maybe you can tell us where we might find him. Yeah. So you're looking for the old barnacle, eh? What do you want with him? That's just what I was going to ask you. Why do you want to see him? Well, oh,
0: there? I'm talking to no jellyfish landlords. Where did Whitcomb go? Well, where did he go? Well,
2: that's what we'd like to know. Maybe you can tell us. Uh, maybe I can tell you, eh? What do you want with him?
0: Well, speaker, what do you want with the old ride of herring?
2: Now, look here, mister. I don't like you. I don't like your look, or the way you talk. And what's more, it's none of your business what we want with Whitcomb.
0: Yes, and that isn't all. Even if... Throw it! Throw that bag before I break out of a laying pin. Now, listen to me, you lovers. You're talking to Black Pete. Black Pete, who ain't afraid of man or the devil. And forget about Ezra Whitcomb. Forget about him, because if you don't... Are going to have to deal with Black Pete. Uh,
1: who is Black Pete, and what is his interest in Ezra Whitcomb? Let's follow this thrilling mystery in Jimmy Allen's next air adventure. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. The program has come to you through the facilities of the World Broadcasting System.